Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Get her going. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Welcome to the third episode of the Bibles and Beers podcast. What are we drinking today? Today, we are drinking a couple beers from Insight Brewery. Brewing. Insight Brewing. Um, which is a brewery that is crafted and canned in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Here we go. Um, uh, I am drinking the, the Troll Way. It's a citrus uh, IPA. I'm drinking the the Luring the Lord of the Lock. Hazy Indie. Hazy, ugh, can't talk. Hazy IPA. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So First this. Was good. Yeah. I think this company is kind of cool. I, I was just telling Ulrich, I buy alcohol strictly based on the packaging. And so these these cans are really unique. Uh, they're black with just very minimalistic design. Mine has a nice troll on it. Mine's got the Loch Ness Monster. So I had to pick them up, obviously. Um, it's enough. Yeah, it's like geeky. I mean, I mean, I feel like we're like, this is the peak of like beer fan, like, you know, like medieval fantasy plus like craft beer. Like we are checking all the stereotypes for Yep, I'm geeks. adjusting my glasses as we speak. <laughs> yeah. No, they're uh, it's pretty good. It's good stuff. Um, um, what are we talking about today? So today, I I was I'll be honest with you all. Like I was a little fearful to dive into this uh, this topic, but okay. I think uh, we're gonna tackle some some Christianity and politics. Ooh. And yeah, there's I think there's a lot in the world going on. Hey, I think a lot of people are sick of hearing about it. But I do think, as Christians, we have a responsibility to respond well to the world. And mm-hmm. I think the Bible gives us a lot of grounds, you know, to how to respond to all these different things that's going on. Whether it's, you know, the pandemic, the riots, I think that there is, you know, in all of this mess, that there is a Christian answer. Yeah, and I think, too, like... um I don't know, I think like responding well in a kind of like apolitical sense, um, because I think Christianity can often get attached with a like with a certain like either or like depending on where you are in the country, like Christianity can get attached with certain like political parties. Um, and I don't think like our role as Christians is to really like put our identity and value in certain political parties. First having that identity rooted and grounded in Christ and then um you know, kind of looking at things more objectively, I think is kind of critical to, I don't know, to keep in, keep in mind. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's important. And then on the, not the flip side of that, but we do still have responsibility to be, you know, active participants Absolutely. In, in our community, right. in our country and, and still vote. But I think Ulrich brings up a good point. We have to detach ourselves from one, you know, political, ideology to say like that isn't our god you know whatever political side that you're on knowing that that's not your god obviously jesus is god right and especially i think just within like the realm of like man like american politics in general just because like like man yeah i feel like the last couple elections like have just really not done well for partisanship like just just because of the candidates we've been given, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> like, even has... Republicans are like, yeah, I don't really know, <laughs> like, this even, guy, like, yeah. yeah, like, people on both sides of the aisle are kind of like, you know, like, I usually vote this or that, but, oh, man, Biden, really, or, like, Trump, really, like, I yeah. think both sides are kind of, like, tired of, like, voting purely partisanship and not, 
I guess. Sure. They, they're tired of the candidates that are given. Yeah. From and, yeah conversations and I, I, I've had. Yeah. I think that's fair. I feel like a lot of, a lot of voting nowadays is done based on whoever I like least, I'm just going to vote for the other guy. And I, I feel like that it's bad. It's bad, and that isn't how it should be. So I guess, but that's my, that's I guess that's just where things are. You know, unfortunately, that's right the world we live in. And then, but gearing that in a Christian lens, I think too, because I mean that's just a mm-hmm. political. Like it's I don't know. We could sit and talk about the the structure of American politics and how right. poor it is for half an hour. <laughs> but I think like in terms of like Christianity, like how do we respond to that as Christians and how do we like deal with that? So one of the trends that I think I'm seeing, and I think a lot of people would agree, and there are some statistics out there that would say the same thing, is that generally... We're, we're speaking on a lot of general terms here. Obviously, there's going to be um, exceptions to a lot of the things that we say. Um, but generally, I think what we're seeing is that Christians for a while now have been really tied to the conservative party. I think that's relatively like just a stereotype most people can agree with. Yeah. You know, like just, um, I don't know, this like stereotype of just suburban like Republican Christians, like sure. evangelical movie. Like I think that's a very, yeah. I don't know if anyone's gonna come knock on your door and be like, I don't think that's yeah, credible. completely <laughs> like, accurate. Um, which is which that. is interesting because as as a Christian, it it bothers me that we're you know that uh, Christianity has been tied to this creed outside of Christ. Mm -hmm. When people think Republican, if you were to describe to me that person, right, eventually Christian would come up. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very generalized statement, but I think a lot of people would agree. And so how is it that we have become so ingrained in this, you know, worldly political party? And like, that is the stance that we have. And I the sure. last thing is I think that because of that, because there's this marriage between the conservative political party and Christianity, people that don't like the conservative party, I think are now being pushed away from Christianity mm. because they're now being seen as the same thing. Sure. I think part of that too, I, um, I guess this would be like conservative and just kind of less of a political sense, but more of just a, I don't know, like a ideology, like Christianity is a relatively conservative religion, I would say, in just the sense of like, it's monogamous, you know, like there's lots of things about Christianity, especially just in this new, like, especially, I don't know if what the right term is, but like, there's like far left, you know, kind of movement in America yeah. of just like, you can just be whoever you want to be and you know everything's fluid and like there is like i think part of the reason why people are like uniquely drawn to conservatism is because like there are like things about christianity that is relatively conservative not just the spectrum but just because it's conservative in its teachings doesn't necessarily like directly apply that it's conservative politically like okay that doesn't apply i don't know like 
immigration or something, you know, like yeah. it's a, like a, just because we are conservative in our individual lives doesn't, it doesn't make it necessary that we have to subscribe to this conservative political party and just this, like, there's, like there's other issues there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that, like, that's a good way to put it because I think what a lot of people are doing instead of, you know, like voting like per issue, mm-hmm. right. You know, if you say I am with this party, you are automatically subscribing to everything mm-hmm. that party stands for. Oh my gosh. And that is where I think from the Christian standpoint, we need to draw the line and say, okay, we agree with some of this stuff, but not all. Mm-hmm. So immigration, I think was a good example. Just thinking strictly on the biblical terms, our stance on immigration, <laughs> I think should be pretty clear. Yeah. Jesus was an immigrant, a refugee. Why are there kids in cages? Yeah, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> I, I think the the biblical standpoint. Again, I'm not going to touch how that affects our economy. You know, um, we can, but then that'd be diverting from the, the, more the Christian point. Sure. And so I think our Christian response is to help the the immigrant and the foreigner because that is explicitly like a command of Jesus. And so I don't think that should even be a question. However, you know, the conservative side is generally against immigration and open borders and things like that. And so, well, I think part of it too, like, I don't know, like it's so difficult. Like it's such a, I don't know, people just in the political sphere, it, it seems like you can't hold two opinions anymore. Like you, like, COVID, for example, um, I think COVID is like definitely a like serious thing, and like we should be like taking precautions and things to you know deal with it. I think in terms of like how it affects young people, I think we're way overreacting. Like you can hold these two opinions of like this is a big thing that we should pay attention to, but also like you know let's look at the data and like there are things there that are you know we can like draw sure. like draw conclusions for different demographics of people. Yeah, but I think this like politics in america is so polar right now that it's like oh well i agree with like part of this you know i agree with like some things from the republicans or some things from the democrats and then it's like you're automatically like completely subscribed to that that side and i think part of the challenge as christians is like there are things on both sides that i think have christian values and teachings and i think like we should be like problems we should be dealing with like immigration and like healthcare and things like that. Like there's, there's these big issues that we should have some answers to. And there are, um, I mean, there's, there's value in both. And so I think a lot of that pressure comes from like, again, that stereotype of just like you're Christian and you believe in a free market. So all of a sudden you're this Republican. And I was like, well, like, I mean, like maybe I get like, if that's your definition of what, you know, Republicans should get, but yeah, that's a lot of assuming, you know, I, th- and I think it's really interesting. And this is something that I have gone back and forth on is that like our role as Christians, like what is our role as Christians with people outside of Christianity? Cause a lot, I think I see, especially on like Facebook and just like out on media mm-hmm. is that a lot of Christians are trying to uphold the law for other people or try to have other people like adhere to our Christian law, Mm -hmm. which 
isn't a good form of evangelism to make someone join, you know, um, Gun to your head. Yeah, exactly. It's so like, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I've read articles how, you know what it shows and the articles are saying that it shows the best love for our neighbor when we, despite of what they think, if we make our laws accord, like make the country's mm -hmm. laws according to, you know, God's law. And so I think it's a weird tension of what is the Christian's role in politics, right? Is it, is it really our role to make the nation's laws more like God's laws or, mm. or yeah, even like church and state kind of thing? Yeah. And so, which is interesting because, you know, we do make laws based on our morals and our morals should be based on, you know, Christ and rooted in the Bible. Sure. And so I think it's this really delicate balance. Well, and I think there's a difference between like this moral law that like we can all subscribe to, like murder or stealing, like, you know, directly harming yeah. someone else. Yep. I think like we could make the case, yeah, that's the Ten Commandments. And so that's, you know, yeah, something we should have in place. But also like it's just kind of a moral law that I, you know, anyone any rational individual has some sense of like, yeah, no, you shouldn't kill people. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's bad. Um, but I guess when it gets more ambiguous is when it comes into like, like white collar crimes or something or not even white collar crimes, but just dilemmas of like, are you going to, you know, you have, say you're investing in, some company that has unethical but like you could, sure you could make money in it or yep. whatever and so like they, that's kind of where we get more of this gray area mm -hmm. i don't know if it's necessarily the state's like job to manage that because i i think it's a bad look to enforce like christian ethics across a huge population of people mm -hmm. that is largely not christian and so, like, which I think is part of the, like, Republican, like, voting campaign is, like, the candidate comes out and, like, says he's Christian. It's like, boom, there, there's, like, a huge voting base right there. Sure. You know, which kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. Um, it kind of just, I guess, doesn't really sit right with me to have this, like, Christian government. I think our role as Christians is to love our brothers and sisters and to love our neighbors in any setting and like like john nunez talks about this of like christianity being on the margins um and mm -hmm. meant to wonder and like or meant for more um and there's this sense of like we aren't called to shove christianity down other people's throats through political system and i think like combining church and state can lead to that yeah i think that's i think that's a really good point um one of the things that has gotten me through this period of pandemic and political strife has been reminding myself that it's not, it's not our job to fix the world. Mm -hmm. It's not our job to create the kind of life that God intended, right? The whole narrative of the Bible teaches us that we can't do that. Mm. Um, not only Jesus, you know, can bring us to salvation, only Jesus can live out the law perfectly. And so I think you're right when you say that our job shouldn't be to curate the government to 
um, adhere to the Christian law. But our job as individual Christians is to love our neighbor and right. to love God. Yeah, and I think like maybe it's just because we've been going through the person and work of the Holy Spirit uh, the last couple of weeks in doctrine. Um, but I think, you know, so far episodes have been very Holy Spirit themed and um, here it comes again. I think you're right. It's not our job to do that. It's not our job to um, defend the church in any way or defend Christianity in any way. You know, we are simply tools and instruments that are being used by the Holy Spirit. Like we, we're the trumpet. We aren't Miles Davis, you know, <laughs> like, like God's Louis Armstrong, Miles Davis. We're just the instrument that is being played through the Holy Spirit. And so I think it, like it's important to realize that because when we remove ourselves from the equation, you know, then we can glorify Christ and then we can truly, um, you know, love our neighbors and, you know, put other, like serve others needs when we can remove ourselves from the situation of saying, oh, these people need to subscribe to my worldview or my ideology in order to, you know, get it right or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think it's time for a beer break. So how are you, how are we feeling? Um, really good. Uh, the citrus IPA is a nice, I'm a big fan of IPAs. And so it's a nice little, um, refresher, I would say. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's hazy. It's it's kind of like sweet for a hazy IPA. Interesting. Um, I suppose the only other like hazy IPA I've actually had like a lot of though is Sierra Nevada's. Um, yep. Hazy IPA. I forget the name of it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. I think hazy IPAs are nice because they're kind of they aren't just so bitter. Like you know, you get those like double IPAs and those. Yeah, those that, big beers, that's a like, lot. I uh, just so bitter. Like, yeah, the one double IPA that I had, oh, man, that was a lot. I was like, yeah, I got to get this. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. It had, like, a dinosaur on the package. Um, you can tell, again, I only, <laughs> I only buy alcohol based on the packaging. It gets me every time. If it's got a cool bottle, cool packaging, I'll buy it. I won't even look at what kind of alcohol it is. Uh, well, and, like, <laughs> like, they're good, too. Like, you know, those big beers, they're good, but you can just have, like, one. Whereas, like, this is, like, I mean – it's bitter and it still has that like IPA taste, but it's like lighter and I don't know. It's got kind of an easier like mouthfeel. It goes, like, it feels lighter. It doesn't feel so heavy, you know? Yeah. This is why you are a beer connoisseur. I don't I, know if connoisseur is the right term. Well, <laughs> compared to me, I, <laughs> I don't know about between that. Between the two of us, you're the expert. I don't, I wouldn't <laughs> give myself that title. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it takes practice. It's a hobby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an expensive hobby, but <laughs> it is. It is. So I think going going back to politics. Okay. Uh, so we've we've kind of been talking in, in some abstractions or big ideas. And so I kind of want to just like narrow it down. Like what do we mean by living out the you know the yeah. Christian faith. And so I think for me, it's been interesting because I, with like, not only politics, but like with really anything, I think our goal as Christians is to, you know, we see a situation, we can say, okay, how does the Bible teach us to respond? Mm. And from there, we can kind of build up what the let's, you know, we can make an imaginary 
Christian political party, right? What do we, what is the political party of the Christian? Um, and we can kind of build that. And so yeah. I think like, like we talked about immigration. Awesome. I think that's good. Um, I think another thing that is traditionally liberal, but I think is a very Christian value is taking care of the environment. Um, mm, sure. Like environmentalism. And I think a lot of, uh, there's the people on the media today. I don't know how many people in the world are actually behind this, but a lot of people on the conservative media don't think that, you know, the world is in any danger, I guess, or isn't going anywhere. Sure. Um, and I think it's irresponsible to neglect our world because that was one of the first commandments that man was ever given is like God mm. made us and said, now take care of this world. I'm putting you in charge of it. Sure. Um, and even our professor in doctrine said that that is, that's what it means to be in the image of God is that we had this task, mm -hmm. um, you know, to look after our world. And so I think that that is a really Christian value that isn't inherently, you know, on the conservative political side. Yeah. And I think there's this unique tension that we find within Christianity of like, there are things like that where I, I think aren't necessarily like right wing or conservative politically, but um, I think most Christians would kind of be on board with, you know, like, sure. yeah. And so there's, you know, there's this tension of living in the world, but not of the world of where we as Christians have a, like, I, I don't know, like a balance between these two of like, there's things that kind of line up on both sides. And how do we go about deciding which one has more weight than the other? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so like, that's kind of, I think, part of the trickiness of the whole thing of how can we best love our neighbor and how can we best like because that's what we the question we should be asking ourselves i think as christians is how can we best love our neighbor not even our neighbor just like our community and the, the local community i think like you know everybody's talk about politics every four years during the presidential election but there's a like even in like local um local elections like there's a lot more that can actually get done mm -hmm. in local elections and there's a lot more that like legitimately affects your day-to-day -day life like the presidential election sure like it's big and it's on the news and so that's the only one like people really like sure yeah get, it gets the most media and so people the most people vote and things like that but i think like local elections have the biggest say on your direct like community yeah like, your direct like it, it affects your day-to-day -day life the most and those are the most important elections to be like involved in i think um and so like the question we should be asking ourselves is like is, is not like am i republican or democrat but like looking at these candidates like which can best love my neighbor and like i, I don't know because it's hard because like candidates don't come out as like being i mean politicians like are their own I don't know. And there's like yeah. corruption and like, yeah. you know, it's, this is a bad thing. So like, there's lots of variables, but how can we as Christians like best love our neighbors and still be active in our communities and still kind of lead with that? There's a really good book too, that kind of goes along with this. Um, it's titled the liturgy of politics, spiritual formation for the sake of our neighbor by Caitlin Chice. 
and she well she i mean caitlin chase is a writer speaker she actually has uh or she she's a pastor she got her degree at a, a dallas theological seminary um but she kind of talks about this idea of like how we as christians particularly like the evangelical movement she really like in the book she really focuses on the like evangelical christian movement which is a lot of that kind of like right-wing stereotype that we were talking about earlier um and kind of how we as christians can separate politics and be like, okay this is in the world this is something that you know i interact with but this isn't spirit like this isn't you know what christ calls us to but also still be involved and still be able to um like i guess uh care or you know like because like there like it is important and it like we should like we can't just fall into this apathetic like oh it's just politics and like whatever like i don't care like we there are things that we should care about Mm -hmm. and things that we like should be proactive in um like wrestling with and so she kind of touches on this idea in the book of how like how like how can we as christians like best love our neighbor and also separate ourselves from the worldly political um spectrum which i thought was really good yeah and i think um gosh if we could talk to him today love to have a conversation with this man Diedrich Bonhoeffer oh my gosh um, <laughs> he's um I'm a huge fan of the guy and so who isn't who isn't um and so one of the things he's really interesting so he was a, a pastor and a martyr during Nazi Germany very interesting guy um I read all of his stuff almost all I haven't read life together <laughs> Um, Cast of Discipleship is the big one. Cast of Discipleship. <laughs> I have his prison letters right here. I need to read those still. Um, so anyway, so he, he, I think he would have some very interesting stuff to say on politics and Christianity because his big thing, and you see this a lot in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, he is calling Christians to action to say, look, you guys have been kind of of the world for so long that you have lost this Christian value. Right. And so like he's he's talking to Nazi Germany. He's talking mm-hmm. to, you know, Germans, you know, faith like faithful Christians, um, some of which are in and are in the Nazis. Turning a cold shoulder to the Jews that are being taken. Exactly. And so know, he was night. like, You, you know, above all, have a responsibility to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think today what is interesting, what I've seen, um, is that a lot of people are like, yep, I'm a Christian, but country comes first. Yeah, I think a, I think a lot of people yes. see that. And I guess it's like understandably so, right? We, you know, we can't see God on a mm-hmm. daily basis. We are in this country. And I think a lot of people get wrapped up in that. And mm-hmm. I think it's easy for me as a church work student who, you know, my only jobs within the last few years have been working in church settings sure. to say yeah, why aren't you guys thinking about church more? But right. I, I think as Christians, you know, Jesus, you know, very plainly states, look, me above all else. Right. And even if we want to go back, um, I heard this quote the other day, which was phenomenal, and I wanted to look up more about it. Okay. Um, the founding fathers, I don't know if they were asked by the British or how they were prompted to say this, uh, but I think they were asked, 
when, yeah, I think they were asked by King George when the founding fathers of America were setting up the country, who was going to be their king. Hmm. They said, no king but King Jesus. And I about fell off my chair. I was like, that is the coolest thing I have ever heard. Because I think that that should be true. You know, obviously, the politics has changed a lot since sure. then. Yeah. But what hasn't changed right. from that time and the time of Jesus is that God should come first. Sure. And like above all else, like that should be our main part. Mm -hmm. Loving God, loving people. And that's really as simple as it gets. As a quick anecdote to just Bonhoeffer um you're yeah you know you're absolutely right like Bonhoeffer I he's such a man like he's for sure on like top five list of like people that like I'd love to have dinner with because it's just such an interesting thinker and the like the waves he left behind for the church are just massive mm -hmm. um but I think what's really interesting about Bonhoeffer is he wrestles with this like in the world of the world quite often of he's like okay we are called to love our neighbors and we are called to be Christians in this community, but also like this Hitler guy, let's kill him. Yeah. Like he was like, he was involved in project Valkyrie and he was like, let's get rid of him. He's evil. He's the worst. Like, but kill him. Yes. And so he like, like there's a lot of his writing that is wrestling. Like, okay, when is it okay to kill someone? Because and I really think we should kill Hitler. I think we should do it. I yeah. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> Yes, he is he is a fascinating guy. And there's a lot of stuff written about him, like dissecting mm -hmm. that whole like dichotomy of like he's this pastor, very faithful Lutheran man, but also was like, look, on the like in the global scale, Hitler needs to be stopped. Well, and he knew he was gonna die too. Yeah. Like he knew like yeah, his 100%. most famous quote is like when Christ bids a man, he calls him to come and die. Mm -hmm. Like like he knew and he had an opportunity to stay in america too and he um like chose to go to germany like he was teaching in america in yeah, he New chose York, to go back and he chose to go back to germany like he knew what his vocation was he knew what it was called like ah oh, bonhoeffer's just amazing amazing guy <laughs> um so we are running out of time oh we so better pick next week's topic we should do that any i'll get the hat Okay. Um, any final thoughts on church and politics before we wrap it up? Um, man, I, I, I guess just like, I, like I said earlier, like, I think our call as Christians is to first love our neighbor and to set aside the political sphere and like distinguish ourselves as Christians and not get too wrapped up in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, we still have the responsibility to vote and be active in our communities. Like Absolutely. you were saying, but yes. Or mostly, we're called to be Christians, and I think, you know, that is our main priority. And you know, we wrapped up with kind of the same note on our um, episode on vocation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, as complicated as Christianity can back. seem, yeah, good call back. <laughs> as complicated as you know things can seem, it really boils down to love God, love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. like that's you know, the, greatest the, commandment. <laughs> the summary of the law and the prophets, greatest commandment. Um, so if you ever get lost, that's a good, that's a good starting point. So we came what up are we with, doing? what are we doing here? We came up with week? the uh, crazy idea that we're going to draw from a hat um, to pick our topics because we apparently have a hard time choosing what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to make the hat choose for us. Um, I think, I forget where it is. I think it's in Proverbs 
uh, men cast lots, but all decisions are made by God. <laughs> I think we can apply that Bible verse here. So, Alric, if you okay. would. Yeah, um, let's dig in the hat. Let's see what we So we got about like, I don't know, what, seven or eight different yeah, topics, topics picked in there. So we're just drawing from a hat. Okay. Ooh, okay. So next week is predestination and free will. Okay. Okay. Interesting. It's a, big, really, it's a pretty doctrinal Really heavy up, but... doctrine topic. But we're excited. Um, as always, thank you for listening uh, to Bibles and Beers. Um, I will end us in prayer, and then you guys can have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Yep. Depending <laughs> on when you listen to this. Um, all right. All right. Uh, dear God, thank you so much for this day and the opportunity um, just to to hear you know about you and to hear your word be with us in this crazy time in our country as we figure out what does it mean to, to be a Christian who is actively involved in our community and in politics um, God be with us this day and the rest of our lives and please bring an end to this pandemic um, God we know that you are the healer above all in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you again. Have a good night.